Hello and welcome. My name is Ray and I am the host of the Energy Medium Podcast where I share stories and insights I've gained as a clairvoyant medium. In the episode description, you'll find additional resources for topics covered, read more about my clairvoyant encounters in my episode deep dives, and get in touch with me to send a topic request, ask a question, or share your story. Welcome to the podcast. I hope you enjoy it, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back, everyone. In today's episode, as you've seen, I'm sure by the title, today we are going to talk about cultivating self love. And I know that this has been a bit of a journey for some of you who have been listening to all of the episodes in the How to Heal series. I'm so curious. I often wonder if you guys are practicing with fasting and detoxing. And um, of course, all the things that come along with self-healing. Self-love is another aspect that is often not just overlooked, but also misunderstood when it comes to the healing process. What I mean by misunderstood is when you hear self-love, a lot of people, the first thing that comes to the mind is, oh, I'm going to have a pamper myself day, or I'm going to get a massage. I'm going to take a trip somewhere. I'm going to take a few days off of work. Self-love isn't necessarily something you do to pamper yourself or have a self-care day. Self-love is something that we feel. It's something that we practice and it does require some conditions disciplines, self-respect, and a shift in our mindset and our daily habits. Self-love is a vital pillar to self-healing, and it is really what gets us tapped in to our higher selves. So let me talk about the higher self for just a moment. I'm sure many of you have heard the term the higher self, the lower self, the ego, the inner child. These are all archetypes that play a big role in who we are as human beings, in our beliefs, in our values, in the way we talk to ourselves, in the way we treat other people. The higher self knows exactly what you need to heal. It knows you in and out, not just in this life and in this present moment, but throughout your entire essence of existence, which goes on through infinity and beyond. Um, Like I'd mentioned before, energy can never be destroyed. That includes our auric energetic bodies. We have lived through existence in many different forms throughout the history of space and time. And those of you who resonate and believe in past lives and karmic lessons and life cycles, you will resonate when I say this, our higher self knows why we're here on our on this planet, on this earth, in this physical body, in this time frame. And the higher self is deeply connected to our soul's purpose and what brings us meaning and joy and fulfillment and happiness, especially in this time frame of here and now. The ways we can become aware and embody our higher selves is through meditation. It's through awareness. It's through the conscious intent 
to connect to our higher being and higher purpose in life. The higher self is what gives us access to our spirit guides, our ancestry, past loved ones, past timelines and life cycles. The higher self holds and connects us to all of this information, which comes into play here in the physical realm here on planet Earth when we come back and reincarnate into physical bodies. What's so unfortunate is that a lot of us don't hear about the higher self or purpose and meaning or a bigger, larger picture to life until later in life, until we experience a crisis, like a health crisis, a spiritual crisis. And we forget. We forget why we're here, where we come from, and what our purpose is. And that's um, really when we're living through the lower self and the ego is when we start to develop these Uh, harmful and negative belief systems around life, around ourselves, around other people. And we get sick, we manifest disease and illness in our body. And we really just lose connection to our vital essence, where we come from, which is infinite, expansive love. We get so stuck in living and experiencing life through the narrow and negative and fearful lens of our ego and our lower self, that this is really what blocks us from connecting to the higher self. So the way we connect to the higher self is through intentionally calling in and feeling and embodying self-love. Once we embody self-love, we literally ascend to a different frequency, a different level of consciousness. And once we're tapped in, a lot of the illusions and weird negative thoughts we have about ourselves, about the world, about other people, they fade away and they fade away pretty quickly. And what comes to the forefront of your mind and your being is oh my gosh, all that I am is this feeling, this love, and all I want to radiate and give to other people is this love. That is that is infinite love in a nutshell. <laughs> it's me trying to put into words what infinite love feels like. But also too, what comes along with this feeling of expansion and a heart opening and just an embrace that comes from literally all around you is wisdom starts to flow. We start to receive messages about where in our lives we are living from the lower self, where in our lives we've created illusion and duality that we're separated from from love and understanding that we don't deserve love, where in our lives that we have created a false version or a false narrative about ourselves and other people, where in our lives we are failing to nourish ourselves better, either through food or music or creativity, art, dance, where our soul essence wants us to go and how we are blocking ourselves from getting there. 
self-love and accessing self-love brings us to our teacher and the teacher is the higher self. And we all have it. We all have this potential within us. And what I've learned in my own experience through connecting to my higher self through self-love is that love is absolutely conditional. I know that in society, we have a romanticized um, view and opinion about love being unconditional love and that true love is unconditional and no matter you know, what happens or what someone does to you. If you have unconditional love for someone, they can never do wrong and they can never do harm to you, at least in your eyes. Self-love isn't like this. Self-love, it doesn't have, it's not something that you have to earn. Like self-love is, it's, I see it as this little glowing seed that lives within, inside all of our heart spaces And it needs to be cultivated and cared for and acknowledged, but it's not something that you have to like go out and buy or go and find a guru or someone to, to give it to you. (laughs) Like it is something we are all innately available to and have access to, but it comes with guidelines, I guess you could say conditions, right? It's, um, it comes with a level of respect. It comes with a level of dignity, awareness, conscious intent. It comes with standards. The higher self, it's like the great grandmother version of yourself. She's caring, loving, kind, giving, nurturing, but at the same time, she she has rules, right? She has rules to her home. She has rules about being kind to other people, keeping your space clean, eating your vegetables, <laughs> um, limiting your sugar intake, the way we treat our parents and our siblings. She has standards for you. And the way she shows you those standards is literally by that. She shows you, she lives it, she embodies it, and she reminds you when you're falling short. She reminds you what it means to live by being kind, caring, respectful. The higher self can be very intimidating. It will show you all the ways you are falling short, messing up, and can do better. And It really also takes away this idea and this concept that we have deeply integrated into our cultural and societal views. I'm talking about American views where health and happiness and joy and success and security comes from outside ourselves. Um, It's the doctor's responsibility to care for my chronic illness. It's my boss's responsibility to provide me with a, a job or a financial agreement that provides all that I need. It's my spouse's responsibility to make me happy. So the higher self takes, again, it takes the illusion away and it puts you right back to where you belong, which is in the center of you. It is, you are in the center of your being and your essence. And you realize quickly that 
you are the only one responsible for all of the things in your life. Not only are you the only one responsible, you're the only one capable of creating and cultivating these things. And when it comes to healing, self-love and connecting to the higher self are absolutely essential because it is really the only way we will ever truly develop the habits, the disciplines, the standards, the self-talk, the self-image, the lifestyle, the relationships that bring us back to health. And it requires all those things, and I probably miss some. Healing is extremely challenging and difficult, especially when we view healing from the lens of the ego and the lower self, which basically tells you that you're a victim, that you're not capable of overcoming this, that you don't know the ways to eat, to move your body to rest and to nourish yourself, that you have to give this power away to someone else who has a degree uh, or a license in these fields of what we call health. And the higher self is going to remind you that you are your doctor, you are your healer, you are your parent, you are responsible for you. And once we own that, and we become aware of that and we start living in a way that speaks to this and speaks to the higher self, our whole world changes, our life changes, our bodies change, our mindsets change, and our health, of course, follows and changes as well. So how do we cultivate self-love? We do this through connecting to ourselves and asking the higher self questions. (laughs) And Really, it's best to do this, I guess you could say, in a meditative space where, of course, there's not a lot of distractions around you. You've created a quiet, comfortable setting, and you just take some time to stop and recheck in back to yourself. It sounds very simple, and it is very simple, but it brings on a lot of complicated things. And because of It's uncomfortable nature, really, in essence, is what it is, is that when we stop to connect to ourselves, we realize just how uncomfortable we are and the reasons why we're uncomfortable. And it can be, of course, we don't want to feel discomfort, so we avoid it at all costs. So even though connecting to ourselves And trying to just feel into and tap into self-love is very simple. You literally just sit in a comfortable space on the floor and ask for it. It brings along a lot of baggage that starts to unravel and unfold, which is, of course, the last thing many of us want to do and face, but it is necessary. And what we do while we are in the middle of connecting and unraveling and re-experiencing things that we reject, dislike, loathe, hate about ourselves, about our body, about the world, other people. While all of these things are being shown to us, we sit and we ask to connect to infinite self-love. 
And we ask that our higher self shows us how to overcome, how to transform the negative, painful, hurtful aspects of ourselves and of our life. And we get curious. We start asking the higher self questions because like I said before, the higher self knows all the answers. It knows what you need and it knows how to get there. We just need to connect and listen and follow through. So we start, again, we get curious, we ask questions. And some of the questions that I have here that I've used in my own practice, uh, it goes like this. What are the aspects of myself that I reject, dislike, and disapprove of? In my day-to-day self-talk, what are the negative thoughts about myself or the world around me that I entertain most often? In what ways do I neglect my mental emotional health? In what ways do I neglect my physical health? And how would my circumstances change physically, financially, emotionally, spiritually if I addressed this neglect? I know that was a mouthful, but you can rewind or return and take some notes and maybe change the questions that make more sense to you or add a few here and there. But you ask these questions one by one, slowly, there's no rush. You just ask, you ask and you wait. And you listen and you receive and you will receive answers. You will receive answers in the form of visions, memories. You might um, hear yourself talking to yourself in your head. That's also guidance from the higher self. Intuition comes to us in our own voice, in our own head. And then you ask, show me, show me the resolve, show me what I can do better. And again, you receive the answers through visions, memories, intuitive guidance, and maybe you write it down. And of course, at the very least, you make a conscious decision to follow through and make an effort to integrate these changes and these, um, this guidance into your daily life. And slowly over time, With this practice, you become more masterful at managing the way you care for yourself. So there is another important aspect of self-love that is very important to understand and to talk about at this point, and that is we do not get to self-love through anger, disappointment, and rejection. If you find yourself in a situation where you're in a self-hate shitstorm and you think that you can just command the higher self to swoop in and save the day and fix all your problems, it's not going to work out very well. And that is because when we are in a state of negativity, self-loathing, of anger, jealousy, you, you know those emotions. All of those emotions bring to you a feeling. It's a frequency feeling. It is literally the frequency of that emotion that you are feeling when you're having that experience. And it is very uncomfortable and unsettling. And by being in this frequency, we are literally blocked from the higher self. So we have to come back into a state of love, understanding, acceptance, kindness to 
talk to the higher self. The higher self is on a totally different highway than anger, jealousy. It lives in a different frequency. So in order to access it and in order to access self-love, we have to calm down. We have to shift our intention. We have to reconnect. It doesn't happen right away, especially if we're in a very heightened state of emotional turmoil. So just keep that in mind the next time you try to connect to the higher self or if you decide to take this in as a part of your healing practice, you've got to shift your frequency in order to call in a frequency, okay? It's that law of attraction, the magical powers of energy that we all have to adhere to. (laughs) When I used to hear the term self-love, I would literally cringe and probably throw up a little bit in my mouth because I never knew what it was. Like I never knew the feeling. I didn't know the power that came along with this level of living, with this level of being. And I always saw self-love as like a paint my toenails day or make myself pretty or something like that but it is not superficial at all it is a deep soul connection and it is a powerful way to cultivate health and vitality and healing in yourself and in the lives of those around you thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode here on the Energy Medium Podcast. I know there are several of you who are listening to the How to Heal series and you haven't missed an episode and you are starting to practice and integrate these teachings into your own daily routine. I commend you. You are courageous and you are on the right path to health. All right, you guys, stay tuned for the next episode. I will see you in the next one. 